is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here of the Blitz on a Monday. That means a few things around these parts. Most importantly, our pal, our Migo. Mama. The hardest working man in showbiz. Mr. Chris Carter. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Locked on Steelers. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. WPXI. A regular here on SNRCC. What's up, cousin? What's up, boys? How are we doing today? Well, I'm living my best life, man. Um, outside of the Steelers game, I had a really electric and a uh, good weekend. So, yeah, can't complain over here, man. Hey, man, got to find some way to travel. I will say it's nice and sunny and not too cold today out here. It is. Small victories. <laughs> well, I guess from Saturday and Sunday, everything would be not so cold today because the last two days were a frigid in Western Pennsylvania. Chris, plenty that we want to discuss with you here, partner. So let's uh, let's jump right into it. Feels like the thing we've discussed most today um, on this show is is the offensive side of the football and how. Listen, we're not trying to seek comfort or anything like that, but that uh, I think at the same time you got to have some perspective and be encouraged by uh, a lot of what we saw from the offense yesterday. Let's let's start on that side of the football. Uh, how you feeling here now, Monday afternoon? You've had some time to to dissect it, think about it. I'm sure you've gone back and watched some film. Should Steelers fans feel like while it wasn't the complete 60 minute body of work, it's still some encouragement that the offense took a, a step forward yesterday against Cincinnati? Sure, because part of what this offense needed to be this year was being able to run the football more. And now we've seen that for two consecutive games. And against the team that got back its top uh, you know, defensive lineman against the run DJ Reader, against the team that, you know, they, that they struggled to run the ball against earlier in the year, there is progress being made there. And I feel like that's where a lot of this offense has to come from. A balance for this offense is going to have to come from. If they keep that up, they keep that up I think it makes Kenny Pickett's job easy. I think it gets it takes a lot of pressure off him, and it's going to take more time off the clock. You know, the Steelers, even though the defense did have to be out there a bunch in this game, they weren't, uh, you know, the, the time of possession battle was not nearly as bad as the first time around. I think the Bengals possessed the ball for like 17 minutes more than the Steelers in week one. It was only three minutes in this game. And again, granted, the offense, the offense needed to do better. There were times the protection broke down in the tickets. There were times where, uh, you know, they had too many. I mean, they had four straight three and out to start the second half. You can't have that. Even if you don't get points, just move the ball a little bit more. Give your team defense time to breathe. And, you know, make it so they don't have to be on the field four times in the, in the third quarter. Um, but all in all, still, yeah, like you said, running the ball. Things that get connected on some deep shots. And I think there's things to learn from right now. And that's the biggest concern, again, we've had all season. We all knew this wasn't a Super Bowl contending team. We all knew the team was going to have to do a lot to make the playoffs. But in all of that and doing all those things, uh, the biggest key was we need to see growth in Kenny Pickett. I do think we've seen growth in the past couple of weeks. He hasn't thrown interceptions. He's still not doing everything he needs to do. He's still not seeing the open guy consistently enough. But uh, as far as the, the, the progress and the steps forward, I do think that there's tangible success there. Now, I definitely would agree with you. I thought that he uh, did do a lot of good and positive things yesterday. Also, could you talk about your uh, opinion of George Pickens and his performance yesterday as well? Uh, you know, outside of the drop that he had in the fourth quarter, I thought George Pickens was, was very solid. He was getting open. He was winning his one-on-one. Um, he was blocking aggressively as he, does, as he normally does. You know, I think that, that those guys are going to um, – uh, you know, I think those guys are going to keep growing together because you're seeing things to get learned to trust him and throw the default 
that's a big part of what the Steelers need moving forward. It's, it's him building chemistry with guys. You know, we, you know again, Steelers fans got the benefit of watching Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, um, you know, be together for so many years. It's not easy to form connections like that. Can you take it? You know, you know, he's going to have to form that, and he's forming it with young guys. But, hey, you know, both these guys are on their rookie contracts. If they're able to keep growing together, I think it's a good sign for the long term because sometimes that connection with one receiver can be what uh, carries a, a young quarterback into success, especially in tough times when other things aren't clicking. I know that this guy's going to be here at this time. I'm going to get the ball to him. Chris Carter with us here on the Blitz. CC, I want to uh... – Get your thoughts on the other side of the football here, too, obviously. You know, it feels like it's been one of two things with this defense ever since week one, where, you know, we're sitting here after a game and we're saying, man, they really did a good job of keeping the other team out of the end zone, limiting their yards, but they didn't have the splash plays maybe that could have put that game in the Steelers' favor, like we were talking about after that Sunday night game down in Miami. You hold them to 16 points, you played really well in the second half, but maybe just one splash play could have been the difference there. Or... Like we saw yesterday where, hey, the splash plays were there, the big moments were there, but the point total at the end was 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 way too high. Um, how did you feel about the defensive game plan? Did you think that they did enough or should, you know, a lot of people today are talking about Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett in the offense. Is, you know, maybe the, the defense just as, uh, just as involved in, in that, you know, that disappointing loss and particularly in the second half? Canada, I do think he went away from some of the things that was going well in the first half that he could have done in the second half. But still, the defense didn't do better. I think the biggest thing that the defense struggled with is that its role players didn't weren't able to deliver, weren't able to kind of keep things in control. When you go back to the games against Miami this year, against um, against uh, uh, Tampa Bay, you know, heck, against the Bengals the first time, a lot of their role players, guys who aren't stars, you know, we're not talking making this Patrick, T.J. Watt, and Cam Hayward. But a lot of the guys, Cam Sutton, Terrell Edmonds, uh, Keller Witherspoon in the past weeks, you know, uh, uh, you know, Levi Wallace, Arthur Mallet, they'll be in the right position. They'll do the right things. You know, against the, the, the Dolphins in that first drive that they gave up early in the game, the Steelers were out of position a lot. They made adjustments. They made sure that wasn't the case. That defense had a really good game that week. This time around, it didn't work out that way, and the Bengals came out with plans. We saw, go back and watch the game and see how many times they motioned T. Higgins from one side of the formation to the other. They were trying to get him away from the Steelers' safety help where they were designing up ways to bracket him because they knew, hey, he's matched up with Levi Wallace, or he's matched up with Arthur Mallette, and can't include him in single coverage all day long. So if he's doing if, if, when they when they were doing that, um, they were trying to get him away from the Steelers' safety help and the guys that they designed to bracket the Bengals' best receiving options. And that was a good game plan from the Bengals. The Steelers weren't able to find an adjustment mid-game to try to uh, counter that. There were times they did, but there were enough things that the Bengals had planned for the game to kind of keep the control for their passing game. So I think there were a bunch of things that they did that were very smart. Um, but, you know, that's the benefit when you get to come out of the bye week. The Steelers had that advantage last week against the Saints. I think that helped with some of their game planning to win that game. Uh, the Bengals had the advantage this week. I mean, it's just it's a is-what-it-is type of situation in football. But certainly, uh, you know, there's been a lot of times this year where the coaches have been able to win with their role players because they've been able to stay in the right position, because they've been able to kind of game plan the right way and take away certain things. The other team, I think they just had a better scheme that day. With yesterday's performance by the offensive line, did it change your opinion on them? 
I mean, it's funny when you look back to the start of the season, the offensive line couldn't run block, but they could pass protect very well. Now it seems like they're learning how to run block, but now they're not pass protect very well. <laughs> Ain't that it, the truth? It, 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 but, 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 Moose, you need West. We talked about this all summer. This is the kind of stuff that happens with a young offensive line that doesn't have a lot of, you know, stalwart players invested on it. They're going to have their ups. They're going to have their downs. And they're, we're riding that roller coaster right now. And I think that's what people have to understand is that they're living with with that offensive line that hasn't had much too much investment to it. Now, I will say this. They are getting more in sync in the run. I think that there's, uh, there's certain times they can be better in pass protection, but I, I do think there's sometimes it's an in-limited situation. Dan Moore Jr., uh, I think he's gotten better. I think he's gotten sharper, but he's obviously still not sharp enough. He's still not good enough to be uh, the consistent left tackle for the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but I do think that if you look back overall, what the offensive line's done, they are getting better. It's still, they're still not a good offensive line, but they're not a terrible offensive line like they were. Uh, I felt they were going into the season and for the first couple of weeks. And that itself is progress. They still need to just invest into the position. Uh, I fully expect when, when this draft season comes around, we're going to be talking a lot about the transition this year. Chris, you mentioned that word progress there. La- last one I've got for you. Um, Aside from Kenny Pickett, because, listen, we all know the, the quarterback is the straw that stirs the drink in the National Football League. you you got to have at least a good one to, to win some games and get to where you're trying to go. So aside from you know seeing Kenny really, really improve in these last seven games and, and continue along that route, if you could pick just one other area of this team to show clear progression over the last seven games, would it be the offensive line? Would it be the playmakers? Would it be maybe the secondary? Again, taking the quarterback off the table because that feels like the, the low-hanging fruit. Where's the, the one area you think it's most important to see progress down the stretch here? Yeah, I think it'd be nice if they figured out a way to defend the middle of the field with their role with one of those role players stepping up into more, or one or two of those role players stepping up more in those situations. You know, Arthur Marlette, I think Arthur Marlette is very good at stepping the run, at blitzing, at playing that, that kind of close, tight role from the slot corner position. But when you ask him to cover, he's in a lot of trouble going down, going down the field. I think that the Steelers, they've been in positions where they've had Devin Bush, they've had their, uh, they've had Devin Bush out there, I think, on the early downs, Robert Slater on the later downs. I, I think it's time to start trying to trust Devin Bush to, uh, um, to, to play up some of those later downs. You just need, you need his speed on the field. You need that athleticism out there. Um, and if not him, you need to find Demonte Z, Terrell Edmonds, somebody who can help take away the middle part of the field and do a better job there because – you, know, you see teams, you know, there were a lot of times they would motion a guy out, Robert Spillane went with him, that's where they were going. So as you believe, that's where he ate a lot with, you know, Robert Spillane. Uh, Arthur Mollett, same, same thing. You need to find a way to minimize those weaknesses in your defense so that the, that they, that the stars can be, be more, you know, their, their playmaking abilities aren't neutralized as much. And I think that's where the Bengals had a smart game plan. They attacked the Steelers' weaknesses, and they, tried, they, they neutralized as best they could their strengths. And that's why they got 37 points. So I think moving forward, if the Steelers can find an answer there, whether it's Devin Bush stepping up and giving more opportunities, whether it's Demonte KZ, whether it's you know James Pierre on the outside, Kim Sutton on the inside, whatever, it needs to be. It needs to come down the line at some point. And uh, if it does, I think it's something that they say, hey, we're going to keep these this guy or these couple of guys for next year, and we'll build around that because we know we have our stars in the defense. We just need the role players to work to take away the spots where our stars are. I like it. Well, the final one I got for you, CC, Matt Canada and his performance yesterday, what grade would you give it? I mean, 
That's a loaded question. Right? I mean, hey, Chris. No, hey, buddy. Last one I got for you. Boom. Here you go. It's like the, it's like the SATs. You said C minus or D minus? I'll get a, a, a B as we boy um, as, for, as a minus there because the first half, this, no, no, I'll go to C plus. Uh, I think C minus is way too generous. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be aggressive there. Uh, but I'll give it a C plus because, again, they put up points and they found things that worked. They went away from the things that worked. So, like, he gets credit for the first half, I think, allowing simplifying things and allowing Penny Pickett to be aggressive and running the football. But you also lose points for – I like it. Chris Carter, he is one of our Migos here Mama. on SNR. He's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Make sure you're checking out his work. Locked on Steelers podcast, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, WPXI here on SNR. CC, we know it's a busy time, and uh, you've always got a million things going on. We appreciate your time here on a Monday, uh, as always. And if we don't talk to you in the next couple of days, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, partner. Yeah, hey, happy turkey day. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Uh, eat, eat, eat some good turkey, eat some good ham, get some mashed potatoes, eat some yams, eat some sweet potato pie, not that pumpkin pie, eat the sweet potato pie because that's better for you. <laughs> oh, thanks, partner. Man we appreciate people. it. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Chris Carter, great stuff there. Man of the people, the chaplain of Kenny Nation, CC Bless here on Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Wednesday we'll have to do some some more things because only, only one more show to go this week. Oh, hello now. No show tomorrow on Tuesday because Mike Tomlin press conference. Wednesday, Moats will host. And that's it. Because when yeah. we off the rest of the week, baby. I, I've been directed by my boss to not yeah. show up on Friday. It is true. Work. We legitimately got an we email got that says email. nobody better yeah. show up on Friday. So We will be rep- okay. reprimanded and consequences okay, will fine. be faced if we show up on Friday. Fine. So, twist my arm. You know, I'll stay home and watch the USA-England game. <sighs> fine. Twist I my arm. I guess I'll figure out something to do on you know Friday. Jeez. <laughs> I guess. It's going to be so difficult to do. Very, right. very tough. A couple, couple more tweets before we get on out of here. On a Monday, Leslie tweets us and says, hate that we lost, but I take some comfort uh, that we scored three touchdowns. I am very concerned about uh, the pass game, both on defense and on offense, and the consistency there. Uh, We've improved tremendously in the run, it feels like, Mm -hmm. on both offense and defense. No, that's very legitimate. Um, I can definitely understand it. And yeah, 30 points by the offense being scored, that was very impressive because that's the first time we've seen that this year. All right. Only gone, so, what, only gone over 21 exactly. other time or two other times? Twice. Yeah. I think two times. Yeah. 23 and 21. Yeah. yeah. Bucks game and uh, the opener against Cincinnati yeah, opener. scored yeah. 23. Yeah. Yeah. So, Although, to be fair, one of those defense, was a Minka touchdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if you, but, but still, in terms of the overall yes. picture. Yeah. But no, so I could definitely understand that. And then pass defense offense or pass offense and pass defense, I could, at the SA performance, I can understand that feeling as well. Yes, indeed. So, you know, it's funny, Motsi. We did get a couple World Cup questions here Uh-oh. on the tweets. Now that I mentioned, yeah, Black Friday, 2 p.m., USA, England. Hello. Uh, that's going to be a big one. But Austin tweets and says, you're going to be able to watch the USA match, bro? You're darn right. Uh, I think, yeah. Mozi, you tell these people right now what he, I'm, he, what he, I'm he wearing in here. the Dempsey in here right now. It's got the 2010 World it's Cup legit. patch on the, Africa, on the shoulder. South Africa oh, 2010 yeah. patch on it. Yeah, he looked the part, baby. He yeah. looked the part. Austin, I'm cruising out of here in about 10 minutes. To uh to get to a TV to get him so warmed up to get me warmed up and we're gonna take down Wales. What is Wales? I mean, that's not a country. That's an animal. Ooh, hey now, 
<laughs> Jared also tweets, sorry, this is a different kind of football tweet today, but Wes, who gets out of group B? <laughs> I think we could say the three Lions will probably be the top of the group, so who else gets out, the Yanks or the Dragons? Ooh. So that is, of course, Wales, their nicknames are the Dragons, the Yanks obviously being America. That's the group, us, England and Iran. Yeah. England smoked Iran this morning. You got to get a result today. Uh-oh, hey now. All right, Motsi, that's that's the thing because I feel like you could beat Iran, right? Mm-hmm. So as long as you get a result today against Wales, you're in great shape. Yeah. You don't even And you know what? This is going to all all the American listeners, the people who like don't really give a rip about soccer, which is probably the majority of you right now. Bear with me for another 20 seconds. Even a tie today would work. And I know as, as an American sports fan, right? That's supposed to be sacrilegious. Yeah, but in soccer or football terms, Ties work. You you because all about the points. You tie yes. you tie like two two one mm-hmm. one today, and then you go and beat Iran. Uh huh. You you got You're a really good, good chance yep. of going through. You got a really good chance of going through. So we'll see. I'm all jacked up. I it's gonna be fun. I don't think we're very good. If I'm being honest here, don't tell the people I said this. I don't <sighs> think we're I don't think we're very good. Don't say that too loud. They might hear you. But you know what? It's the first time in eight years we've been in a World Cup. I'm gonna enjoy it no matter what happens. Uh, yeah. Steeler Nation 920, our buddy up in Wisconsin. What do you guys think is the number one thing you'd like to see Kenny improve on down the stretch? Well, continuing to cut down on the turnovers. We're seeing two games thus far where he's had zero turnovers. I would like to see that continue. Um, if there was an other another element, it would be on some of those tight window throws. I want to hmm. see more accuracy there. Yeah, I think that's, that's well said by you. He's shown that at times, mm-hmm. but... That's one of those things that I think can be like an elite mm-hmm. trait that Kenny has is is the accuracy element mm-hmm. of his game, some consistency yeah. there. And I think if you're we'd not going to have the biggest arm, you have to be very accurate. You can win either way. And there's guys, there's guys that have yeah. done that. Yeah, absolutely. You got a big arm or you have accuracy. It's mm-hmm. one or the other. Mm-hmm. But you have to have one or the other. And then when you got both, that's when you. That's when you're elite. That's when absolutely. you're really cooking. Uh, same question, but for George Pickens, number one thing you would like to see him work on down the stretch. Well, after yesterday, consistently catching the ball. Other than that, um, just have – it's the fine line because he's young and he's very passionate, but just don't lose sight of the professional element of it. Hmm. Obviously, he got kicked out, you know, at the end of the game. Nothing super egregious, but it's just kind of like you don't, it's, you don't need to do that, you know? Yes, I agree it, with you. It's, and- it's other ways to be expressive, other ways to be tough, it's other ways to, you know, get your point across – that type of stuff right there, you don't need that, though. I also saw some people, too, that were saying, well, well, that was just because it was T. Higgins that he hit, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it Tyler Boyd? It was Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. Yeah. I, heard, I saw some people, and again, it's Twitter. I know. Mm-hmm. I put too much stock into these things. But some people were saying, well, that was just, you know, that's just the frustration there of when Tyler Boyd said the Steelers quit. George Pickens wasn't on the team exactly. last year. He was, when Tyler, he was winning a national championship what? down in Georgia. Yeah. So if it was somebody else, maybe I could yeah. buy that excuse. Okay, Tyler Boyd was trash talking you last year. You wanted to get a little shot on him. And even then. George Pickens wasn't part of that team. But even then. There's a reason why he got kicked out. Yeah. You just gotta, if you want to be gotta tough, be if you want to show him that you're not quitting, do it when you're supposed to. That's not it. That's no different than a dude walking off the field. You hit him in the back. Like, that's what that was. 
you know? And if some somebody did that to one of exactly. our guys, we'd be we'd exactly. be screaming bloody murder. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 not the end of the world. I don't right. want to make it seem like we're crucifying the, the guy, but, that's but just the that's why he's said, young, he's a rookie. Right. You but know. that's why I said in terms of just the dialing it in, making Correct. sure Chase Claypool, same conversation, right? We love the Tennessee Titans game where he's chopping on the first down on uh, Malcolm Butler's helmet, right? We're like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> beautiful. Butler, yeah. And what did we say? We was like, yo, it's cool in this context, but you don't want to do too much of it. We didn't like it Minnesota Vikings game, right? When he's signaling for a first down, and, and we're you're like, like Bro, dude, get the ball back doing? to the line of scrimmage and spike this thing. So it's a fine line. That's all. And if you like that type of energy, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Just don't cry wolf when the other team does it to you as well. Correct. Matt tweets us and says, what's up, cousins? What's the word? Definitely see the improvement with Kenny in certain areas, but he also seems more indecisive as of late. Do you think the emphasis on turnovers may influence that, or are defenses just confusing him? Um, I think it's both. I think he's not overly careful with the ball, but I think that he is trying to protect it a little bit more. And defensively, the Bengals, man, they are a good unit. They're a veteran unit. It's a reason why they went to the Super Bowl last year. They know how to mix and match coverages really well, very similar to they our do. defense. You yeah. watch our defense. These defenses, they try to be like, you know why? Because we're in the division together. So everything that we've done to build our roster, they try to do to build their roster. Two really good pass rushers, a safety that can get after it. They got a rangy inside linebacker, right? What about our defense? Two pass rushers can get after it. All world safety, rangy inside linebackers. We're very similar, man. Very similar. So, yes, they did do some stuff to confuse Kenny. And, yes, at times Kenny did hold the ball a little bit longer. But also they also were able to get consistent pressure in that second half up front. So all of that kind of goes into it together. I concur. Doug tweets us and says, I'm equally upset and optimistic. I think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Doug says, uh, even though it was, in quote tweets, garbage time, nice uh, to see the Steelers hit that 30 mark. I like the way that the offense was executing. I still have hopes for an over 500 season. What say you guys? Man, you know, I don't ever waver. So, yeah, I'm still with you. I don't see why they can't continue to win games and be impressive because yesterday was a winnable game. But when you talk about some of the reasons why down the stretch it didn't work out, it's just those little details. And that's a part of the development, the part of the progression that we keep speaking on. But, no, this team can definitely continue to win and make this season still very respectable at the end of this thing. Like I said, it's all about how we view the expectations of it. If we want to hold it to if it's not a Super Bowl, the year's for loss, well, cool. I'm sure that outside of the six winning seasons where we had a Super Bowl, you've been the most miserable fan for how many years? (laughs) And if that's the case, well, hey, man, I'm not talking to you. You know what I mean? We we got two different mindsets. We got two different mindsets. We need to keep ourselves really far apart because I don't operate like that. But for everybody else, it's like, no, nah, man, it's a lot of positives to hang or to come from yesterday's game in, not even in a moral victory stance, but just in a legitimate progression stance. No different when you win, you legitimately talk about things that you did well and things that you didn't do well. It's no different when you lose. Same concept. That's it. Even you know, even if the Steelers would have won yesterday, it's right? Still gonna be stuff that it's not like it would have been a perfect. 4.0 A++ People criticized the heck out of Matt Cannon and his offense last week when they beat the Saints. Yeah. They criticized it when Mitch Trubisky came in and they beat the Bucks. Correct. We're going to find something to criticize and complain about regardless if you win or lose. That's just what the we do. We're is... going to find stuff to praise about whether you win or lose. That's just what we do as fans, right? Well, when we want to be consistent, yes. When we want to be consistent. But obviously not everybody wants to be consistent. <sighs> Motsi, I think that'll do it for today. Oh, so we consistently stopping though. I like your energy. This guy, I tell you. I just try to be consistent with being consistent. This guy, I tell you.
this guy, I tell you. Oh, well, go Dukes. Jamie won this weekend, so it's a good day. Yeah, I. Cool. W. I did. Weekend? I did something on Saturday, Arthur Motes, that I have done maybe just once or twice in my life. Oh, what happened? I left the WV football game early. Oh no. Yeah. It was like that. Well, it was like 17 degrees outside. Got to do it. Freezing. And we were down 17 at halftime, I think. Ew. And we were like, all right, let's listen. We're It's yeah. freezing cold. We look like crap. But let's see where this goes. Yeah. Are y'all comeback guys? Because we're comeback guys. Not really. Okay. So... <laughs> First, we get the ball. We get the ball to start the second half too, right? So uh, that's why we got this whole. I've, I've said this, but we have a group of twelve of us that I yeah. went to college with, family, uh, you know, our, our wives and kids and everything. That we have, we have season tickets together. Twelve of us. We're kind of looking around at halftime. It's freezing. Morale is low amongst the kids, right? And we're like, all right, what are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Let's let's wait and see. Let's let's see how this. Let's see how let's see how this starts, right? Let's see how this goes. First drive, we get the ball. What if I told you we had a nine-minute drive to start the second half? Oh, okay. And scored no points. Oh, no. So we just wasting time. And we all stood up and we looked at each <laughs> other and we were like, time. yeah, that'll do it. All right. We just wasting good. time. That we're was how we do it. Nine-minute drive to start the second half. We need yeah. points and we need them quickly. We just nine ate minutes, nine no minutes points. off the clock and yeah. scored nothing. We wasted time. I'm out. Yeah. See ya. Like, the only other times I ever left games early was when I was in college, mm-hmm. and we were beating UConn, like, 61-10 to 10 at oh, halftime. respect. And Absolutely. then I'd be like, all right, it's I don't too- need to see them it's, score it's, 100 I'm today. good. Yeah. I'm, where, where to party at? Let's keep yes. them moving. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was frigid. I know it was for you, too. And but we I'm had glad a little you, bit of comeback, I'm though, because, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we went down three scores. I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. somebody got a W this weekend. It's not our first rodeo being down, though, man. USA gonna get a W today. Let's get it. We'll be back Wednesday, Moats host Wednesday. Hello. Uh, for our final show of the week, as it is uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday, no show on Friday. And you know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, what you thinking about? We're not going to have a show on Monday either. Because I'm going to be in Indianapolis. Hello. Monday night football. Don't you? Oh, yes. I forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot. Great call. Actually, so, excellent call. I am so glad that you got this Moats, promotion where you get to travel. Like, Hello. Pennsylvania. Moats is like, oh, that just that just Pittsburgh. freed up my Monday afternoon. All right, not the worst news of the day. And I got to travel this weekend. Hello, Wesley Euler. Thank so, you so much for your great, great you support for, that promotion. For, for your contributions to the Steeler Nation Radio Network and the Pittsburgh Steelers broadcast on oh, game days. Wes, this was long overdue. I am so, so proud <laughs> to know you. It is such an honor to share the microphone with you. Oh, you yeah, are. man, you, you know what? Wednesday show is going to be a great show, ladies and gentlemen. You are. <laughs> so Wednesday, Wednesday will be our last show for about a week with That's the holiday and with Monday Night Football. So make sure you tuned in because it's going to be it's going to be a good one. You can tell already. We're charged up already. It's going to be a good one on Wednesday. Thanks to Chris Carter for joining us. Uh, thanks to everybody who tweets, as always. We appreciate the HE double hockey sticks at Yins. And Saving the best for last. The best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes the third. But, but, who, me? We'll be back on Wednesday to break it all down and to send you into your holiday weekend with a little style and pizzazz. As always, you know where to find us. It's at high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Stellas Nation Radio.